2020, the spread of the new coronavirus has caused a global pandemic and worldwide catastrophe. Hospitals are overwhelmed with the sick, governments are enforcing self-isolation, and the economy is heading towards recession. Times of panic, instability, and chaos elicit strong emotions and wild speculations. Some think the pandemic is China's fault since the virus first appeared there, and some are taking matters into their own hands. Others believe the virus is a biological warfare and perhaps a gigantic secret plot arranged by world elites. The actions of the people and governments are watched in scrutiny and fingers are pointing in all directions. Hi, my name is Sandra and welcome to Chasing Gods. Our goal on Chasing Gods is to make sense of the world by exploring symbols, mythology and philosophy and by analyzing the patterns and connections found within them. This episode also comes in two other formats, the video format full of supporting visuals and the essay version which contains sources and further reading. You can find a video on youtube.com slash chasinggods and you can find both essay and video on my website at chasinggods.com where you'll also find other blogs and all the information you need to stay updated. I'd also like to thank in advance my Patreon supporters for helping me spread understanding. If you find my content valuable and would like to support as well, please check out patreon.com slash chasinggods. Other ways to support me would be to share this podcast with others or leave a review on your podcast app. While people blame each other, I find it wise to revisit the past. Pandemics of infectious diseases have been periodically wiping out significant portions of the population since the beginning of recorded history. 1957, Asian flu. 1918, Spanish flu. 1545, Kokolitsi epidemic. 735, Japanese smallpox. 1347, Black Death. 541, Plague of Justinian. 165, Antonin Plague. There are many more pandemics, and many are found in all sorts of literature. Before the Common Era, pandemics, also known as plagues, were often recorded in epic poems such as Homer's Iliad, where Apollo, the god of protection and affliction, sends a deadly plague upon the Greeks. Or in religious works such as the Bible, where God instructs Moses to toss sooth in the air which will cause a plague, festering boils will break out on men and animals throughout the land of Egypt. Exodus chapter 9 verse 8 whether or not these specific events occurred is unclear. However, the knowledge of plagues was definitely present. Examining the history, it is clear that there is a pattern of recurring pandemics stretching back to ancient times. And despite advancement in science and technology, there seems to be no abating. There are also mythologies on natural disasters from around the world which seems to suggest that cycles of absolute disorder, such as those experienced during a pandemic, are part of the human experience. And that they may not be something that we could ever escape from, but perhaps are something that is needed and even merited. Ancient Native Americans believed that there's a cycle of action and reaction between men and nature. A Cherokee myth tells how men were once upon a time living harmoniously with animals, but one day the humans got too numerous and powerful and treated them very poorly. The animals had a meeting and decided that the way to bring balance back is to infest men with diseases. Most of the pandemics are scientifically known to have originated in animals. But our doom is not our end. 
A well-known mythology told by the Greek poet Isiodos tells how Pandora, the first woman on Earth, was forbidden to open the lid of a certain jar. Her curiosity got the best of her, so she opened the jar, allowing all of the evils of the world to come out, including disease, plagues, and chaos. Sounds familiar? There was something else in the bottom of the jar. Hope. Hope can be seen as a rebirth or renewal which could only be achieved through the destruction of the old. Rebirth and renewal following the destruction of the old is best exemplified by the myth of the flood that destroyed the world save for a boat full of animals. I know you know what I'm talking about. Okay, on the count of three. One, two, three. Udnepishtim! Oh, you said the Ark of Noah. Well, you're not wrong. The two are essentially identical, only the story of Udnapishtim was part of an ancient Mesopotamian poem written on a clay tablet between 3000 and 2000 BC, way before the recording of the Ark of Noah. In the story, the Assembly of Gods planned to create a devastating flood that would wipe out the whole world. One of the gods, Anki, upon hearing the device, decided to save a worthy man, Udnapishtim. In a discreet way, he urged him to build a ship with specific measurements and to bring along his family and the seeds of all animals. Udnapishtim obeyed the instructions and named the boat the Preserver of Life. In seven days, the flood destroyed everything. As it subsided, it rested on Mount Nisir for seven days. Udnapishtim sent off a dove, then a swallow, then a raven. The latter didn't come back, proving that it must have found land. Udnapishtim made offerings to the gods and repopulated the earth. In the Hindu flood myth, King Shraddadeva was ordered by the giant fish Matsya, an avatar of god Shiva, to build a boat. When the deadly flood came, the fish led the boat containing the king's family and the seven sages to safety on a mountain. From here, they repopulated the earth. Myths of deluge like these are countless and found in almost every culture, albeit various degrees of similarity. Like the Great Flood of Gunyun, an ancient Chinese myth, or the Native American flood myths. The main concept is destruction as a means of cleansing and rebirth. Let's break down some of the themes. The gods, or God, decide to wipe out humanity. This represents the will of nature, an inevitable, all-powerful force, independent from the wishes of men. Men who are so used to control their land, nature, and each other will now have to face something outside of their control, and of course, outside of their league. You're not invincible. This virus Plagues have been attributed to the gods because of their indiscriminate nature that affect all human beings. No one is exempt. Rich, poor, weak, strong, young and old. This is a time where all social classes are reduced to one. Mere humans. The measure of destruction is a flood. The main component of a flood is water. Water represents life or creation. But like most divinity, it also has a dual force. It represents destruction as well. This destruction cleanses and renews as water also symbolizes cleansing and fertility. The gods spare a family by helping them escape the incoming deluge, or flood. This is the hope and blueprint from which the new can be built upon. The template for the rebirth, Noah, Udnapishtim, or the king Shodadeva, is the hope residing in the Pandora jar. They're the seed of order that remains during the time of chaos. The seed that will regrow into full bloom to replace the chaos and become the new order. 
This is what the dots from the yin-yang symbol represent. A state always contains the seed of its opposite. This seed is the precursor of the new state. Obeying God's instructions. The following of God's instructions show the concept of humility and submission that men must take in face of nature. Since the time they knew how to make fire, men are the species that have ruled the planet. Men control nature through agriculture, industrialization, production. They control all sorts of things, even each other. But no one order remains forever. Because men seek to establish a life of control and stability, a time of instability and loss of control must occur, when nature is in control and men must endure. Men will be tamed by nature, and will tame nature once again. The flood takes place and chaos ensues. Flood is a turbulent influx of water and represents not just destruction, but crisis and chaos. As we know, no state can remain forever. Yin will turn into yang and yang to yin. Life turns into death, low tides to high tides, and the political colors of a nation also change. There is no right or wrong, it's just part of nature. These shifts don't happen out of thin air. There has to be a trigger. That trigger is chaos, which belongs to another category of yin-yang. Something can be yin in one category, but yang in another. Order promotes maintenance of the state, but chaos creates change in the state. Chaos is the result of pandemics. The larger the pandemic, the larger the chaos, the higher the potential for change. History has shown time and again that after a pandemic, rebirth and reform take place, be it socially, economically, or culturally. After the 14th century bubonic plague ravaged the European population down to half, there was more demand for farming work and, of course, less people to provide it, causing a fair shift in labor cost. Basically, there was more justice and the standard of living increased. Reforms also took place from a psychological point of view. Because the rich and powerful were not spared from the deadly effects of the pandemic, the poor felt the sense of power and had more confidence to fight for their rights. Chaos creates change, but chaos also reveals. Revelation and change are related. Chaos is a time of ultimate pressure, a time of fight or flight, a time where our primitive instincts are at their highest. It's here that humans are put to the test. There is a battle between the man's animalistic side and his spiritual side, or Buddhahood or Godhood. Heroism of groups and individuals are put to the test. True colors come out during dark times. The bad will exploit and take, the good will sacrifice and give. They say that if you want to know if you're in the right relationship, go on a vacation. Because that's when there is no routine or structure. Anything that can go wrong will most likely go wrong. It's a test of your teamwork. Just like a relationship is a test during hardships, humanity is tested during pandemics. When the calamity is over, the boat or the seat of life rests on a mountain. The mountain has been seen as the abode of the gods in most ancient mythologies. It has a strong affiliation to God as it touches the heavens, where men can't. Reaching the top of the mountain is synonymous with overcoming a hurdle and coming closer to wisdom. The boat landing on the mountain shows that God, or nature, has done its deed. So, to summarize these lessons. Pandemics are an example of the periodic chaos and destruction that humanity experiences in order for rebirth, growth, or reform to take place. 
The flood myth of Noah, Udnapishtim, and King Shodadeva remind us that men's actions are countered by nature. Triggers ensure it's only a matter of time until nature retakes control over men, teaching him lessons along the way, lessons of humility, self-reflection, and compassion. The wrath of nature does destroy, but also has mercy. Nature will always spare Noah, the seed of hope found in Pandora's jar. And Noah will once again bring along the animals, which will ensure a perpetual cycle. But for now, let's focus on the day when we rest on that mountain and see the rainbow. That day will come, but we must first overcome the deluge of COVID-19. So let our wisdom be that Noah. This is a time to prove ourselves better than our instincts of greed, hate, ignorance, and megalomania. Instead of pointing fingers at each other, let's self-reflect and look up to one another, because we're all connected and all have a part in this. We're all suffering from the same thing, and this should bring us closer together, not further apart. Let our wisdom be the Noah, and let's ask ourselves, are my actions alleviating the pain that the world is going through? Unity is the only option we have to defeat this virus. COVID-19 is reminding us how vulnerable we are, how connected we are, and how dependent we are on each other. In the eye of a storm like COVID, scientific and public health tools are essential, but so are humility and kindness. With solidarity, humility, and assuming the best of each other, we can and we will overcome this together. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I'll be seeing you on the next episode.